Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the biggest rugby story going around. In January, you don't normally get big, big rugby stories except for sevens. But uh, with the news, and he joins us now, Campbell Johnson coming out as the first gay former or current All Black to do that. Campbell, welcome in. A big day for you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 it is a big day, and it's, um, yeah, it's been overwhelming, really, since the, uh, since the news article released on um, in the media. Um, it's been um, huge. Um, I never really imagined it to be um, this big. I mean, it's reached far and wide, I mean, all the way into Europe and, and all that. It's, it's really overwhelming. I guess it's, I guess it's a, also a positive thing for how great the uh, All Black brand is or, and, you know, New Zealand rugby is perceived in, in the world. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you about the response to the announcement. Like, what were you expecting versus what you've received? Um, I, I was expecting a few people, you know, the general public in New Zealand to be exactly how they were, very, um, very supportive, very grateful, um, not grateful, but very um, yeah, supportive in the whole matter. But um, the reality was that it just went beyond the New Zealand public. It went um, right through the um, you know the, the the rugby world, and just the people messaging with their stories, and you know, like mothers and fathers messaging about their children and how they're so happy now to uh, you know give them um, basically hope and strength that that. that if you are a child and, and you are struggling, you know you still have can have these dreams and desires to be whatever you want. Why? Why was now the right to, time to tell your story, Campbell? <laughs> um, well, for me personally, I had the, the struggle of being happy with myself. But um, I, you know, was a, a boy that just had a dream to be an All Black, be a rugby player, and, and that didn't fit my ideal ideal situation in my own head um, and until until I could could make peace with that I don't think I would have been able to um, do this release or this media stuff any justice and I think it's something that when we decided and when I spoke to a few people um, and spoke to some close friends and, and, and Joe Malcolm and that um we decided that if we if we do this and open this door, then, then we, we we can't shut that door. We've got to we've got to grab it and run with it and support it and encourage it and and, and really normalise it. Obviously, you've known for for quite a while. Um, who who did you turn to first? Did, did you sort of use people, friends, family, or whatever for for a litmus test? Um, how long ago did that happen? Uh, for as when I first came out. As gay or yeah, yeah. When, well, we, when you when, yeah. yeah, when you first mentioned it to people, because it's quite public now. But I guess privately, yeah. you, you've told people in the past. Yeah, so I I I came out 
first of all to my, my family and to my mum and dad and then moved through my um, my brothers and sisters um, before I really told any of my friends or rugby mates because um, for me that was the big challenge was the uh, my family and I knew there'd be yeah, I knew there'd be no problem and, 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 and thankfully and, and, and I'm just humbled and, and grateful that I've got such an understanding family and, and there wasn't any trouble um, or problems and, but that's my situation and everyone is different and then um, I went about telling my friends and all that and, um, and then you know, I've been very fortunate to have um, some great and very supportive and respectful um, friends and, and, and family that have been, been just, just excellent through everything really. What, what was it like I guess living living your own truth you didn't during your playing days so did you have to put up smoke screens um, just just you know you were a man's man you're a country lad I, I, I can imagine you in a pair of grotty old rugby shorts and some swan dries and that's not the archetypal gay man is it so did you did you no. did you struggle in your playing days to be you? Yeah, yeah. Let's just say I had a very poor dress sense and uh, <laughs> and fashion sense, <laughs> and that was probably masking, uh, masking and hiding and you know, in the manly sense. Um, um, but you're you're right. Like um, it was like I was, I was leading a double life. Like I'd come home and then be relaxed, and then the minute I'd leave the house and go to work or go to training or go out in the public, then I'd just switch that persona on. It was it was. Um, it was almost like acting the whole time and just getting home and then you'd just be relieved because you got home and then you could see yourself but then knowing that next morning you're out and about. And um, one, of the, one of the things that really did resonate with me was the whole concept in rugby and, and I think in sport they have it about looking yourself, um, being able to look yourself in the mirror after the game and, and being honest and that was all built around that theory of honesty and, and, and being honest with your teammates because if you can honestly say you played well and did your best then, then hey you can hold your head high but every time you know as, it, as I got further into uh, my career and, and, and a little bit older and, and, and it drained more on you I'd be looking in the mirror and, and knowing that I had this this, this lie and that I, I, I was living this lie and I, I wasn't being honest with my teammates and you know these are your teammates are your brothers and they're your, your family and and it really really starts to draw on you, and it, it, it creates a lot more pressure, and you just start to it just drags you down. And then one day you you know you come to I guess you come to a crossroad, and you just got to say, well, hey, for me it was like, well, hey, I, I, I've got to I've got to front this, and I've got to be honest with my teammates because they're the people that I love, and they, and they love me as well. And um and so so yeah, so so then I was fronted up, and uh, it was. It was received fantastically, and uh, I, was, I was very grateful in my situation. See, the thing that impresses me about you, Campbell, was you could have come out to your friends and family and no need to go public like you have. But by doing that, to me, it says you want to send a message, I guess particularly to other gay rugby players, um, young players in, in similar situations to you. Was that some of your motivation to do this publicly? Yes, yes, no, that, that, was, that, was, that was precisely it. The, um, you know, the idea was if I come out publicly, we, were, we knew there was going to be a spotlight on me, but 
you know, that spotlight, I, I, I believe that I could handle it. And even if that spotlight only helped one person, you know, or one, one person out there, even if it gave them a little less anxiety, then, then the whole thing, this whole thing has been worth it, beyond worth it. But the reality is it, it seems to have gone really, really, really well and, and it seems to have touched a lot of people. And so, you know, it, it's, I think it's just, it's already paid off for, for me personally on a, on a, on a, on a, on a personal basis. But I, I honestly think it will really help, um, New Zealand rugby, um, and sport and, um, and, and the global game as well. So you're talking to a radio station now, you've been on TV, it's in the newspaper. So it's a big, big story. How do you feel about it being such a big societal story? Um, to be honest, I'm I'm somewhat you know uh, disappointed in myself that I, I possibly never fronted this earlier because um, we could have probably achieved a lot more um, earlier. Um, but you know the timing has to be has to really come down to me. And as I said, the um, the timing for me wasn't right. I, I just wasn't so, uh, um, happy at that point in my life to do it. And the other aspect on it becoming so big, I'm also a little bit dis- you know, disappointed that, that we, we have to do these sort of, this sort of thing. Um, as in, like, I'm hoping that this will you know, normalise it even more to the extent that maybe in five, ten, whatever years, that it, it, it just becomes nothing. You know, it just becomes a, a, a way of life, a way that we live in, 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 um, in, in, our, in our lives and, and everyone is just normalised by Yeah, the normalisation thing. It's quite normal in the women's game, for example. We have players marrying each other in the women's game and no one bats an eyelid. So you're almost the trailblazer in New Zealand rugby, Campbell Johnson. I mean, we've seen... Um, <laughs> Uh, what was the Welsh centre's name? Gareth. Uh, Gareth Thomas. Gareth Thomas. He was probably the first high-profile rugby player ever, and he yeah. he feared yeah. Dinkum copped it like he copped yeah. it. You know, um, gosh, you must tip your hat to the bravery of him. Um, he he yeah, I, I couldn't imagine it. I mean, like he he was a he was a, you know a real trailblazer in that respect, and and both, and, and and is probably you know one of the strongest people mentally. Be able to do that, and especially in in in, in that environment that is, you know, in in, um, in Wales and everything like that, you know, they're very passionate people and proud people. Well, finally, Campbell, um, I need to ask you, what are you up to now? Are you, are you still involved at rugby at all? Because I I do know that you were one of the few professional players in your Crusaders time that carried on your day job while you were still a professional rugby player, a registered valuer. Um, are you st- yeah. are you still up to that sort of caper? No, no, no. I'm not up to doing any um, valuations. Um, obviously, I was overseas for a, for a long time, and when I came back, um, I, I didn't really get back into it. But um, uh, in Hawke's Bay, there, um, got a, um, working at a beverage company, Arthur's um, Images, and um, we do juice and water and and all sorts of uh, beverages there. So that, that keeps me busy with my, um, my good mate. Um, yeah, so that's what keeps me busy during the day. 
you might be able to answer a burning question I've had for a long time. Why, when I go to the service station, is water more expensive than petrol? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I couldn't answer that question for you. I'm not too sure. But, um, yeah, I, I, um, yeah, yeah, I I don't understand that whole thing. that whole avenue, yeah, it's, it's incredible. But I think, you know, fuel prices keep going up, it might not be. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know. You watch water follow. You watch water follow in its footsteps. Hey, Campbell, um, huge respect to you, mate. I think uh, what you've done was brave, and I'm so delighted to hear you say that the reaction and the response has pretty much been universally, globally, uh, really well received. So, job well done, Campbell. W- well done. Yeah, thank you very much. And, and just want to say to everyone out there, thank you so much for the support and, um, and everything that people have been just fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you. Thank you very much, Campbell. Um, very enlightening, eh? Um, had some text messages um, during that. Uh, well done, Campbell. Proud of you. Uh, I will get these messages to him, by the way. Uh, one from Logan and Christchurch. Campbell's a top man. I first met him back when he played for Merivale Lincoln, Div 1, when I also played for them. I learned a lot from him, and I was a prop as well. Haven't run into him since those days, but if I did, I'd gladly buy him a beer. Go well. That's from uh, Logan. Thank you, sir. Um, PJ, Campbell, you're a brave crusader, a brave All Black, and now a brave man and role model and leader still. Great text. Uh, thank you, PJ. So great to have uh, Campbell come on the show and um, have a bit of a chinwag about things. And I could just hear in his voice um, lightness, um, burden gone. Um, and I know someone that played a lot with him, and I actually rang him this morning just to have a chat about all those playing days. And um, he said one of the greatest teammates he'd ever had um, right through all the professional ranks. So good on you, Campbell Johnston. And um, it's a big day, um, rightly or wrongly. You know, I'm not going to do any judgments and a lot of people saying, why are we even talking about this? Um, Because it needs to be talked about. So anyway, great to have Campbell Johnston on. If you missed that, um, it will be podcast very shortly, available on the SEN app wherever you listen to your podcasts. You are on the Afternoons with Staffy. After this break, let me just double check. Let me just double check. After this break, I'll do my review of the Jimmy Carr uh, performance last night and perhaps a baby food review as well. All that and so much more coming up.